everyone, and welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And happy Sunday to everyone listening into our page six of our 31st series of Sundition. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on the anxiety of leaving home. So, not to be too dramatic or anything, but for almost a few hundreds and thousands of students right now, this month, August, or actually next month too, September, will be the first time for a big move out of their home. And especially in America, it is pretty, pretty common for kids to travel thousands of miles away for university. And although most of us are either adults or about to be adults, it doesn't feel like we are, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, nobody really prepared anybody for this. So Yeah, it is definitely a scary thing. And for, like, for... Yeah, it's definitely a scary thing it's, if it's your first time. For me, I am an incoming freshman, but it's not my first time leaving home for an extended period of time. So when I left the for a summer program in Boston, and I live in the Bay Area, so it's across the country, I had traveled there with my dad on an airplane, And the program was meant to be about two months long. So that's how long I wouldn't see my parents for. And they were a five-hour plane ride away. So for me, and especially my first time alone, it's pretty scary. But it was all right when I left because I was still with my dad. And But once I was dropped off in my dorm, my dad had left like 30 minutes later. And I cried for like 10 minutes. (laughs) right after to my new roommate and this is the actually that was the second time I had been away from both my parents the first time was when I was around 13 and I was at a camp in China for only two weeks but I was with one of my closest childhood friends and my parents had stayed in the same city in a hotel separately (laughs) for the first few days so I was you know all right Uh yeah but in Boston I literally knew no one Absolutely no one except my dad's old high school friend whom we had quickly met up with just, like, that day. And my dad had not seen her in, like, years, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I got to the dorms, I was, like, very scared. But on that day, I had actually also met this other girl who had very, very severe separation anxiety. And her parents, she lived in the East Coast and stayed in Boston. And her parents had planned to stay in stay. Her parents planned to stay in Boston for about a week after the program started before they planned to kind of travel around, like, Mm -hmm. the northern east area. Mm -hmm. However, she still ended up dropping out of the program because of being homesick, and it was just too much for her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was understandable. Of course. So that was kind of my first story of leaving home. It was... Definitely scary, but after a few days, I got used to it, and then I didn't want to leave. <laughs> so, like, you get adjusted, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Not too bad. I feel like I'm that person who's very emotional for the first day, and then I adjust quickly. And then it's like, I don't want to go now. I want to stay here. Yeah. yeah, and you know, luckily, something that played a huge part was definitely I was enjoying myself. Like, I was having a good time. I had met these people who I, you know, 
enjoyed hanging out with, right? Obviously, it's a different story if you don't enjoy your new oh yeah place. That makes it so much worse for you. Insane. Yeah. Claire, do you have any stories about your first time? I have a small one, but that's just because I haven't exactly been by myself by myself before. I mean, I did. Like, I've been to Hong Kong a couple times, and each time it's without my mom. And Mm. I think the second time that I went was with my brother and my relatives. But then when I got back, I saw my mom at the airport, and I just started bawling. (laughs) I was, like, crying, and I hugged her, and I was like, oh my god, mom, I missed you! Yeah. This is still in, like, early high school, I think, and me, I was, like, what... 13, 14, and was an immature and clingy child. So, (laughs) you know, understandable. I mean, for me, I technically don't have to move out or anything until maybe two years later when I transfer somewhere else because I'm going to my local community college for now and then transferring later. So I don't have too much to say. I'm not very anxious about anything, like moving, because, what, it's not until two years later. But I do know people who have been quite anxious about leaving home and living by themselves for the first time, especially when they're, mm-hmm. like, some of them are close with their parents, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Because, like, no one exactly prepares you for living by yourself, taking care of yourself, with basically no help. Unless you want to mm-hmm. go back home occasionally, but still, that's not much help when you're still living by yourself in that moment. Yeah. And there's, like, people who realize... Oh, wait, I forgot a bunch of stuff when I moved in. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, because I helped somebody move in, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can just make eggs for breakfast tomorrow, because they had orientation, they had to wake up early, and I was like, oh, I just make eggs, because they bought eggs. But then I turned yeah. to them, and I was like, did you buy any olive oil or cooking oil? And then, like, we just all paused, and they're like, no. And so they ended up eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch and almond milk for breakfast. Oh. <laughs> Instead of their eggs and toast. So, Aww. That yeah. was funny. No. And also, I think, hopefully, how prepared people are for, like, taking care of themselves. Like, I know people at my summer camp who genuinely did not know how to do their own laundry. <gasps> Oh, dude, I have a friend that doesn't know how to do her own laundry because, okay, when she was younger, they used to have, like, a maid that would help take care of her when her parents were both at work, and she would do their laundry, and now they don't have a maid, and her dad does her laundry for her, so she doesn't know how to do her own laundry. (laughs) And when she told me that, I just sat there, and I stared at her, like, are you kidding me? It's, like, such a basic human, it's a basic life skill. You can't not know how to do laundry when you're 13. No, okay. She's not even she's not even thirteen anymore. She's like sixteen. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously there is definitely a spectrum of emotions surrounding leaving your loved ones and all emotions are valid whether you're excited and or anxious or both, right? Mm-hmm. And I think with Claire, right, how you like saw your mom and started bawling <laughs> every time. I think I was like that too. I'm, I feel like I'm definitely more on the clingy, anxious side. 
because when I was young, I visited my grandparents in China almost every year, like every single year for about two to three weeks, because unfortunately, that's how my, that's like the limit of my vacation in elementary school. (laughs) And when I got home, I either cried on the plane or I cried when I went to sleep because I missed them so much. But I was just like, (laughs) yeah. And but luckily, because of my extensive experience, uh, experience of kind of well, not extensive, but kind of that separation and then coming back, I feel like I already know what actions I'm going to take to help me manage my anxiety because mm. I don't have that anymore. I feel like less. I I know I'm still going to cry. Yeah, yeah. You so go, like CC. number one is definitely talk to your roommates. So when I was in Boston, I had just met the two girls I was going to live with, and I cried to them, like, the day I met them, mm-hmm. about how much I miss my dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's absolutely acceptable to open up to some someone, whether it's, like, a resident assistant, so RA, or roommate, or counselor, because most of the people have gone, are going through, or have gone through similar experiences, and are super respectful and considerate enough to console you through it. Like, it's okay. I don't know if you've gone through this, but sometimes I think that's, like, embarrassing to cry in front of other people. Me and too. Me too. Especially people you've just met. Exactly. But like, oh, I don't want to cry Honestly, now. yeah. I feel like it bonds you closer, you know? That's true. If you're just, like, um, more... If you're comfortable enough to be vulnerable with them when you've just met them, I'm pretty sure that says that you trust them already in the very beginning mm-hmm. you've opened up to them about your fears i guess you could say yeah and second is definitely get yourself out there you know like whether uh if your emotions my emotions tend not to linger or like kind of start later on mine are more upfront. like i cry about it for maybe 30 minutes of the day and then I'm fine the Damn. next day, you know. Damn. Like, I cry, like, I'm very emotional the first day. But then after, so, it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was all right. But if you're someone whose emotions tend to linger past, like, maybe a day, days or weeks, or even start later, like, you don't feel the hit, mm-hmm. you know, I feel, I would definitely keep yourself, like, booked and busy, but not burnt out. <laughs> by going to like clubs and by clubs I mean like 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 club fairs you know not like actual bars oh okay that's like parties I, mean. I was like oh wait a second not party okay, <laughs> I mean if you CC. want to go to a party like that's fine but also mean clubs like you know on the first day there's a lot of new orientation and club fairs that's where you're gonna meet a lot of the people and especially with the same interests. But yeah, if you want to go to a party, of course not condoning any illegal drinking or any use of substances. But stay yeah, safe. Go stay like safe. meet you people. Like explore the town your college is in, right? I'm super duper excited to explore. Yeah, so I'm going to a college in San Diego. And so I'm super excited to explore such a big city because I've lived in less of a... I Dude, don't we live, live in a in tiny a town, okay? We live in a town. It's yeah, we live city. in 
city is in the name of our town, a, but it's a town. Yeah, we live in a town, so there's not much to do. But San Diego's like so so huge, so many things to do. I've already saved like, you know, I follow like foodie account, food accounts mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like this is where I'm gonna eat. I was like looking at Groupon stuff to do. You know, like obviously one sightseeing. Um, what two shopping? Maybe if I have the money. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what like in Boston. Luckily, I went out with like a couple of my roommates and their friends, um, and you know I just like go for the activities. You know, you don't have to sit at home and just mope or sit yeah. in your dorm and watch Netflix. Yeah, up to you. I mean, whatever makes yeah. you comfortable. Maybe you find you out wanna, that's yeah. If you, yeah, if you want to watch Netflix, go ahead. We won't stop you if you want. But do at that, the same time, I would recommend like not doing that. You know, I would that's recommend true. at least trying it out. I mean, that's what college is for, right? And it's going to be the first day. Everybody's going to meet a lot of people. If you realize you don't like it or you feel like you made a fool of yourself, I guarantee you people won't remember it. It's the first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, I, Claire, do you think your emotions, like, do you think this would help you? Or is it more like, is your emotions more like mine? No, my emotions start to linger a little. Uh, Not a little, a lot. So uh, I think this would help just keeping yourself a little busy and exploring because you're going to have to do that eventually. So you might as well do that now. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. you still have to kind of confront yourself at some point. And because for me, I think my emotions get a little muddied up to the point where it's just I don't know why I'm feeling or like sad or whatever it is so then i have to start picking it apart and be like oh is this the reason that's making me sad or is this it or is that it so at some point if you're like me you're just gonna have to kind of sit down with yourself or write a little like journal a little bit and just kind of try to understand what's going on but of course you should also go out keep yourself a little busy as well i think that combination is pretty good so tip if you're that type of person three is i think for everyone because uh it talks about i think it goes into what claire said about also confronting and processing your emotions and it's starting a ritual so i listened to a super duper fun podcast the other day called the happiness lab and it was talking about rituals and how we end up doing rituals every day like I know many people think rituals of like uh think of rituals as like praying or only for super big events mm-hmm. uh whether it be religious or cultural but you know you do it every day just like how like for me I do my skincare routine every night if you told me and oh. I shouldn't do my skincare routine I'd say like no way <laughs> I'm doing it you know uh-huh. be because that's what separates a habit between a ritual is that if you changed it or you didn't do it on one day, you'd be fine with it, right? That's a habit. If it's mm-hmm. a ritual, you really need, like, you become protective of it. Ah, uh, I see. You know? And it could be as small as, like, what the first thing you do in the morning, right? For many people, it's getting a cup of coffee. It's not a habit anymore. For many, it's a ritual. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because if you told, hey, like, don't get coffee, you'd, you'd be, be like, like are you Why? crazy? <laughs> I'm gonna get my coffee. Yeah. And it's those things that kind of keep you grounded to an everyday uh, routine. Mm-hmm. Routine can be a bad or a good thing, but in this case, like, in a good way, right? For you, whether you're moving to a new place or in college, like, it can be kind of going to the getting the same meal same breakfast every day you could get like lunch and dinner differently but getting the same breakfast or going to the same cafe taking the exact same route to class Mm -hmm. ending the day with chocolate and like music or you know playing guitar or whatnot Mm -hmm. or writing your thoughts down or doing your skincare routine you know those are things that can help you Make it does it makes it feel like it's normal everyday life and not a little vacation, mm. right? Because when it's a little vacation, you're more likely to get burnt out, right? Because when you're on vacation, you think of that two week as like you're kind of gonna go all out, right? And by the time those two weeks are over, you're going to feel a little deflated and yes, dazed, yes. And college is not a vacation, <laughs> you know. Wow. You're gonna be there for a while, uh-huh. and you gotta make sure you're staying grounded, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. Claire, do you have any rituals? Um, skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Um, letting my cat out <laughs> in the morning because she starts meowing, and I'm like, okay, okay, he can come up. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, getting ready for bed, the whole shower, skincare thing, that's, I absolutely have to do every night. Listening to music in the shower, I guess. Like, that I can't not do. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I have that many. Yeah. Tip number three. And finally, last but not least, you know, keep in contact. Make sure you call those, the people that you're missing, whether it's through FaceTime or old-fashioned letters uh of course keep the frequency of which like at which you are comfortable with you don't need to do every day nor do you even need to do every week right maybe you don't want need to call you can just text hey good morning to your parents your siblings your guardians and whatnot Mm -hmm. right like when i was in boston ashley rarely called my mom or my dad Mm -hmm. i texted them sometimes but i didn't actually keep in contact with them as much as I expected. And that mm-hmm. was okay with me. Mm-hmm. Did your parents say anything to you about that? I think they were fine with it. Of course, their parents and they, you know, they were like, CC call. Yeah, they'd appreciate a call, I feel like. All parents do. But, I mean, I still called them. But I didn't mm-hmm. call them as mm-hmm. much as I had expected. Yeah, like, course. every week or something. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, I still kept in contact. I sent them photos from time to time and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Like, did you contact your mom when you were in Hong Kong? Like, texted. Like, to... I didn't... Not as I in, think we've like... called a couple times, like, mm. FaceTime. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we did it too often. I mean, that's because we were, I think maybe part of it was because you're all busy pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, walking around, sightseeing, stuff like that. And I was with my relatives as well. Mm-hmm. You know, remember, I think one good thing is to always let it out. It's always, it's never a b- bad idea to let it out sometimes. You know, go cry, go write about it, go talk to someone about it. 
and you know process you can always start processing your emotions by letting your emotions out mm-hmm. you know of course sometimes in this case right with the anxiety you know just if you want to cry go cry yeah i think that's good because if you leave it bottled up it's not healthy mm-hmm. you'll snap up some point so I think writing things down is definitely a good idea because mm-hmm. there's some things you just can't process into talking out loud or in your thoughts, yeah. right? So if you write it down on some paper with yes. a pen, never, I don't think typing is a good idea just because, I don't know, there's just something mm-hmm. off-putting about typing compared to writing on pen and paper <laughs> sometimes. I don't know, it's just weird. It's just a whole different thing, you know? I think for me, it's easier to get ideas out in general on pen and paper, so... If I really am feeling up to the point where it's like, ah, oh, I have to let it out. I don't know what I'm feeling, that kind of thing. Then sometimes I try to write it down. And honestly, it comes out a lot easier than you think. So yeah. Well, I hope you guys learned a lot from that. But before we leave you, we have our super fun thing to do on Sunday. So our super fun thing to do on Sunday is to look through old yearbooks that you may have sitting around. I like to look through them just for the notes that people left me in the back of the yearbooks because you can see like their progression like which friends you've made if you're close if you're getting closer to them or not you know that kind of thing yes you can also take a look at old pictures of yourself old pictures of your friends that you may have with them old teachers you know well thank you so much for listening you guys and have a good sunday